Hello? Yeah, I'm testing this. Mine ain't working, bro. Mine's working. It's plugged on. in. Plugged it's in. Maybe the nubules are in their slots. Hello? The nubules. Kitty! Test this. Motherfucker test. Test it. <laughs> <laughs> Point Hammered is intended for an immature audience. So if you're easily offended, you best get to stepping. But if you'd like to stay, let's, let's get, get hammered. hammered. What is going on, people? This is fucking Point Hammered, episode 107. Doing it again. The fucking party never ends. <laughs> Today, fuck July 29th, mm-hmm. 2014. What the fuck, man? Yeah. We're having a good old time. <laughs> We're in the middle of Warhammer event season. We are. CCR wrapped up. Podge wrapped up. <laughs> Looking forward to Screw City. Yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah. You well, butch. my sample game went pretty well, but. <laughs> See, North Star lists are due October 11th. Oh, Lord. Got to get on that. Maybe I'll just submit the same one from last year. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we solved the HPB tragedy of never getting him in on time. Finally, yeah. Finally the, broke the curse. It's a little Warhammer history there, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what have you been up to in the hobby, buddy? Well, I was painting a slew of models. Yeah. I got them. Pretty much done. Nice. So there was one model I did not finish. Sad to say. Was the unit filler for the Zinch's Firestorm spell. So I finished all the other ones, but this one just was not coming together during the closing moments of the impending trip. That's the one that is the Fireborn model. Yeah. Kind of rising up like this Zinch kind of Cthulhu horrors summoning him up from the ground. And the metallics turned out good. And then, like, I was always kind of leaving the fire effect. To, to the end on that one for pretty much all of them. Yeah. Like, I kind of did some starter effects, and if I never got back to them, they'd be okay. But for the Fireborn, it was going to be, like, kind of like a purple fire, and I don't know. It was too too similar to, like, the gray armor. So once I hit it with the pearl spray, I didn't really like how it looked. Mm. And I knew I'd have to go back and do a lot of work, and I just never got down to it. But I still had six unit fillers, so I thought that would be sufficient. <laughs> <laughs> So during the course of the games, I would just use, so that would just be the unit that didn't have any unit fillers, was the Zinch's Firestorm. Yeah. But I did end up, sad to say, taking some paints with me on the road. <laughs> oh. Swore I'd never do it again, but ended up bringing a baggie filled with paints and stuff. Painting in the hotel, huh? Yeah, I never, what I needed to do was pretty much all the movement trays and then most of the basing had to be done. <laughs> or I should say most of the basing was done, but I had to paint all the little skulls and bones and, like, rusty weapons and stuff I had laying around on the bases. Yeah. So on the actual vacation, I ended up staying late. On the day we got there, I stayed up probably an hour and a half. And then the Wednesday, I probably spent about three and a half hours (laughs) on these things. So I needed about five more. I needed one more day to get everything done on time. But And actually, I don't know. I I was pretty pumped for Warhammer 
anyways. So yeah. it's kind of cool just to be able to kind of channel that into working on stuff on vacation. And I don't know, Kelly, she, she goes to bed early. Yeah. So I was going to stay up anyways. <laughs> but it's kind of funny. The first place had a desk and everything was perfect. The second place was a and b And I was sad to see there was no desk in my room, <laughs> our room. So what I ended up using was I was sitting cross-legged on the floor <laughs> using my army case as a table and then Ooh. i had a bucket upside down <laughs> with the lamp from the de- from a table on it or like a little dresser <laughs> and yeah that wasn't a comfortable position for a <laughs> man of my years to hold for that long a long a time period i i took a photo of the setup it looks pretty hilarious should have got kelly to take a picture of you just slaving away <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i don't know i think next time you're on a trip or something and we have extra space and maybe consider packing up maybe not painting supplies but you could definitely put some green stuff and some models and easily do some converting for an hour or two if you wanted to keep your mojo going on any <laughs> any kind of trip like that i don't know kelly wasn't at all perturbed no, she didn't really no mind at all <laughs> this story could be really entertaining if she hated it <laughs> but sadly it's just not <laughs> yeah she's she's a trooper she uh She's a special gal. She actually, <laughs> so yesterday, get this, she was mowing the lawn mm-hmm. before I even got home. She got stung by a bee <laughs> while I was home, just kept on mowing. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. I would have just had like an hour of drama there. And yeah, I, I don't know how do many mowing. chicks would have. <laughs> Myself. She just kept going and she's like, oh yeah, yeah, that really hurt. <laughs> but I need to get this lawn done. It looked like it was going to rain. <laughs> She's used to you trying to sting her in the butthole. Yeah. <laughs> she just troops on through. <laughs> so, yeah, I got those pretty much all wrapped up. They look great. As a side of effect of almost painting an entirely new demon army for about 70%, I now have over 4,500 points nice. of painted demons, and I have over 12... Twelve or thirteen hundred points of core, core <laughs> units to choose from. Yeah. So we got to do some kind of big demon on dwarf battle here yeah. under the mountain. I probably have more beast men, but uh, we be could a weaker a be- choice. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll figure something out. We got to have some kind of all out <laughs> mega battle. Once it's been a long time since the last one, so oh. I don't. I'm not. It's not fresh in my memory why we don't ever do them. <laughs> they're generally quite tedious. As soon as we start, you'll know. <laughs> Yeah, so we got to do something like that. All right, but I want to finish up that big, that big uh, Cthulhu Reaper bastard. Yeah, I'm gonna work on him, and then I've been since I've been back, I've just been touching up some models. All my movement trays got pretty dinged up for some reason. On in the transport on the, on the way there, there was a little bit of damage, like with the epoxy sculpt on the bases. Sometimes the paint just kind of flakes off of it. Yeah. So I touched that up, and but on the way back, I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention because I packed it all up on the last day of the tournament. So I just kind of <laughs> wanted to get everything put together. But when I got back, pretty much all the trays were dinged up. I had to go back and redo a lot. That sucks. Um, <laughs> Nothing like doing the same yeah, work twice. <laughs> it was kind of a bummer. But going through, taking all the picks and everything. So I will have picks of the – I already put up picks of the new fiends. And a beast of Nurgle I did yeah. on the blog. And when this episode hits, I'll post up pics of all the rest. Okay. And then probably after that, Ryan Nickel 
ass food tutorial on the metals. So I could, I'm going to put together something on that mm, in the cool. future. But yeah, we're all pretty pumped. Looking forward <laughs> to working on some new stuff, trying to figure out yeah. what I want to do. For Screw City or what? No, I'm not headed to Screw City. No. I'm going to North Star, but I'm just going to take a version of this list. I'll have to figure out how to drop 300 points. Okay. So I can, I'm pretty much set for a while, <clears> so I can do something new. I do have a bunch of high elves that I was going to try to work on while I was painting these <laughs> just to kind of keep some, some fun creative juices flowing. But, yeah, that got set aside pretty quickly. <laughs> I needed to concentrate on the demons. So it might be high elves. I'm going to go through. I think there's going to be another eBay batch of all the extra stuff. So I'll maybe go through, see. I got tons of old Skaven shit. Yeah. I could do all those Ungors. I could do a Beastman army pretty easily. <laughs> a little Ungor focused. <laughs> it's not going to be a very effective Beastman army. Well, I'll figure it out. All right. Cool. What have you been doing, man? I think I've spent about 15, no, it was 13 minutes sculpting fur in the last two weeks. And oh, excellent. I did try to build up some mojo. I tried listening to some Warhammer podcasts, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I did clean up my painting and modeling area so it wasn't just a disgusting mess mm-hmm. to be avoided because I had let paint water sit there and dry. <laughs> it was just this black crust in the paint cup and stuff. Uh, so yeah. I got everything cleaned up. I had got my motorcycle parts all back, so I've been spending six to eight hours a day for the last couple of days just doing nothing but working on that. Once I get that, is that done, beast almost done. Well, this summer is it? You gonna take it out or? Oh yeah. If I had a couple more days off, I could fucking bust it out, but they wouldn't let me take off today. <laughs> <laughs> so I called in yesterday, and but I don't know. I'm pretty stoked. It's been a fucking project since November. It's become all-consuming. Yeah, it looks like it's coming together. Let's work on the motorcycle, and then at about 10 o'clock, I'm too tired to move, so then I come in, and I start playing Civ Five, and then all of a sudden, it's 3 in the morning. <laughs> just perk right back up, get a second win, Civ no, win. that doesn't happen. <laughs> so you're just tired as shit, yeah. clicking buttons. Yeah, that's exactly. Just keep going. And you just do that for hours, like, why am I doing this? I just want to go to bed. <laughs> all right, I'll just wait till I build this wonder, or I'll just wait until... I fucking conquer this fucker's capital. And then, all right, now i got to wait for it to come out of revolt. <laughs> you know, so it's just one thing after another. And then fucking like six hours go by. I've probably played like 30 hours of Civ in the last week or two. Dangerous game. Yeah. I think I finally uh, killed the urge by sitting through a marathon session, mm-hmm. winning the game, and being like, this is just a big fucking waste of time when I have shit I'd rather do. I do feel a little bit of fucking modeling motivation, but it hasn't hit. I think once this motorcycle is done, it'll pick up. So hopefully next week mm-hmm. should be fucking on top of shit. So do you need to do anything for North Star? I don't need or to Spruce do anything City. for North Star or okay. Spruce City. You're all set up too for a while. I'm just gonna rest on my laurels here because whatever, who cares? Why the fuck not? <laughs> all right, so let's do fucking email of the week, buddy. Sure. We got Ian Stanett. He wrote in with a question. All right, what does he have to say? Well, my computer's a little slow at the moment. I think it's non-responsive. This piece of shit better not be locked up. Wouldn't it suck if it just... This thing's been shutting down on me at Civ Five lately, so the fan cranks like it is now, and then it just shuts down. Mm. So if we just lost all of our recordings, that'd be pretty fucking unfortunate. That would be shit. There we go. All right, so Ian left the hobby for a while. Now he's getting back in. But he has a question here. How do you think... Warhammer, GW, and the general wargaming hobby changed over the last 10 to 12 years. 
Mm. Mm. Well, I think definitely the models have gotten better. Yeah. It's a constant improvement. Overall, it's for the better. I would say maybe 20% improvement due to GW and about 80% due to the internet and the community yeah. and everything else. I think that's probably the, the biggest thing is we've gone from internet forums to Twitter, podcasts, stuff like that. So it's way easier yeah. to stay connected and social. I get FB notifications every day that somebody's posting in the Wisconsin Warhammer <laughs> Fantasy yeah. Battles group. <laughs> yeah. so it's a pretty big community now, and it, I think mm-hmm. it's like a big group of good social dudes. There's still a couple weirdos hanging out. But. Yeah. But on the model front, yeah, definitely I would say that there's been a ton of improvement. Oh, yeah. Everything that comes out is pretty cool. I think there's been some size creep. Everything's a millimeter or two taller every time they come out. So mm-hmm. probably have gained about six millimeters in the last 10 years. Yeah. The release schedule seems to have picked up. Yeah. Just in the last couple of years. The fucking price picked up. I'll tell you that. Price is up. <laughs> Quality of the rules, sadly, I, I don't think it's any better. I don't think so either. It was. I think it's kind of simpler, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It's still fun. Yeah, it's definitely still fun, still worthwhile. You get in what you, you get out what you put in. So yeah, a lot better than Other than that, games. I think it's become more competitive too, though. I think the tournaments, there's a higher yeah, level of play a going on. Side effect of the community coming together. The it's dudes with that focused. with that edge. <laughs> A lot more on tournaments and well, that are that is the social gatherings, and since it's become much more of a social game and atmosphere, you know that's mm-hmm. people are drawn to it. Yeah, and you're going to have that element that. to it when you get people together competing against each other for some bullshit, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking little kid bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I can see it one way that keeps everybody sharp, playing games working on their models, trying to do the best that they can. Yeah. And then, like, on the other end, you kind of have the douchey side of tournaments. But <laughs> overall, it's fucking dope, man. Yeah, I think it's fucking much improved. So cheers for writing in, Ian. We also got a couple others. Christian wrote in, but we're going to turn that into the question of the week. And then Chris, Triple Diamonds, wrote in, too. Bought some 3D printing stuff. So cheers for the responses, guys. Forum's actually been kind of active, too. It's like, what the hell's going on? Mm. People been responding. Old Chippy Rick got on there, a couple other bros. Mm. So, turns out. Seems like the new uh, format is liked, which is good. Yeah, I received positive feedback while I was out in California, IA. Mm. All right, let's do fucking voicemail of the week, buddy. Hey, fellas, this guy done listening to the uh, last episode where... The Raj slowly lost his mind overnight while playing his clips from old Watt packets. Uh, and there was no question of the week, so I thought I'd take the opportunity to correct some, uh, some things that went wrong in previous episodes here, specifically with the uh, predictions as to your five-year future developments. I'd like to start with Johnny. Uh, I've analyzed all the available data, and it's clear that Johnny's going to be in jail, specifically for international finance fraud related to certain dubious PayPal practices. Um, the plus side is going to give him a lot of time to work on his Ortonians. He's going to have nearly 400 points painted in five years' time. He can be pretty proud of that. Uh, unfortunately for him, in a cruel twist of fate, every time he returns to his bunk, his cellmate's going to say, Who's a goddamn naughty? As for Raj, well, Raj is going to get addicted to winning his own tournaments. As, uh, he got a taste for it like, a shark smelling blood in the water, he's going after it. He's going to amass the greatest number of trophies ever seen 
you know, Warhammer players inventory. And, uh, unfortunately they're all going to be one man tournaments that he's run for himself. Also, he's really going to take off with the Nerd Apprentice program. He realizes he's onto a good thing. So he's not going to do any of his own stuff anymore. It's just going to be Nerd Apprentices. They're going to assembly line all his stuff in his lazy stupor. He'll put on about 500 pounds and grease his gold tooth style. He's going to need to be carried around, but thankfully he's going to have a whole bunch of Nerd Apprentices to do that. As for the bear, well, I think I know what the bear's been doing since he hasn't been on the cast regular. He's uh, pitching his new show idea. He's going to be the Emmy Award-winning host of a uh, daytime television show, The Bear Cares. It's going to be slotted right in between Montel and Oprah, and uh, he'll be a smashing success, as we all know. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys uh, are enjoying Podge, and uh, suck my balls. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think you're spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a goddamn naughty? <laughs> yeah, that was, oh, yeah. That was odd. Thank you for that message. Uh, if you can call back and leave your name, uh, <laughs> there's a couple other voicemails we have where people haven't left their name. I can edit them out um, if you just put a blurb at the end of it, but just so I can get you down for the Wapaka vacation contest. Yeah, that deserves, maybe we, Matt deserves a couple of injuries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's two times priceless, bro. <laughs> Good shit. Yeah, I'm going to have to start looking for new nerd apprentices. Apprentice-i. That's a solid idea, too. Mm-hmm. I got to stay on my toes with <laughs> with this fraud thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy's trying to get me in this insurance fraud scam right now. Oh, nice. I'm a little sketchy, but the money's all right. So <laughs> well, fortunately, for insurance company, it's quite difficult to prosecute insurance fraud, unless yeah. you burn down a building. <laughs> yeah, so, those are obvious. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't burn down a building, the risk is sadly quite minimal. Oh, really? That's good info. <laughs> I'll have to pursue this. Insurance professional. This is my advice. <laughs> All right. So we got audiobook or book of the week. What have you been listening to, buddy? Or reading? Oh, those who listen to the last podcast will know. I was working my way through the Pagan Lord, the latest in the Saxon Chronicles. Yeah. Finished that one. Pretty solid book. It's a classic Bernard Cornwell. Uhtred's up to his old fucking... Old shenanigans. <laughs> fun games, yeah. yeah. And I've actually been listening to a bunch of Bernard Cornwell stuff oh, yeah? while I was painting and during my commute. I revisited the, the Bloody Ground, which is in the Starbuck series, which is the American Civil War novels. And then I actually started Harlequin, which is his Grail Quest novels. Mm. So I think we're put up a link to Bernard Cornwell. Pretty much... All of his books are solid. Whichever ones you read first are going to be the standout ones to you <laughs> because he follows a very similar format, a tried and true. Like <laughs> Money you, making. <laughs> yeah, you know the guy's going to be a little surly, kind of iconoclast out on the fringes. You know there's going to be a big battle. You know at some point the main character is going to say, kill the bastards. <laughs> Seems to be the battle cry across the ages, no matter what era. Burner's characters finds themselves in, but yeah, for uh, prolific as he is, they're they're still pretty good. Okay, <laughs> he, he mixes them up. I kind of want to go back and re-listen to all the the Saxon story stories in order again. Yeah, the the first one I probably listened to uh, maybe like six or seven years <laughs> ago. 
Yeah, that's know, where I'm at with it. That's hitting those... them as they come out. I listened to the first three right away. Yeah, and Does then he... the other ones just have just been hitting them as they come out. So did Uhtred retake Bevenberg? Is it over finally? Well, he he ends up getting kind of like ostracized from the Saxon community, so he's out on his own for a while. Uh. So he heads up there, and there's a scrum. He meets his uncle <laughs> and his, his actually his cousin, who's also named Uhtred, <laughs> as is the tradition of the uh, the Bebenberg castle yeah. folk. Yeah. And ends up, I don't want to ruin it, <laughs> but he's up there really early in the book, so you know, and you know there's another book coming out the empty throne mm. so but he makes a, a solid attempt you'll see see what goes down <laughs> he's not quite done with his journey yet but he's making progress finally all right Where yeah all the other books he's just talking about someday yeah. he's going to get back up there he's just working for alfred and not yeah, doing fuck alfred all the great he's Helping dead the now yeah uh ragnar ragnarsson his old buddy he's dead now because he just died of old age because <laughs> that was the guy that raised him or something right uh He's like the son of the guy that uh, raised, yeah. so it was like his okay. childhood friend. Sure. But, yeah, solid series of books. Can't go wrong. All right. Well, I fucking finished up The Last Argument of Kings, which is the third book in the First Law trilogy. That's pretty awesome. Wrap up that trilogy. Yeah, big battle in the capital. Epic confrontation between Nine Fingers and Bethed. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty sweet. And The Feared. That was the one you were hoping for the whole time, Logan, to fight The Feared. Yeah. <laughs> that was fucking cool. That was some fucking cool shit My going ass. on. Taking on a hundred sorcerers yeah, simultaneously. A hundred crazy, like super fast, badass motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the the battle scenes at the end are just insane because pretty much everything just gets fucked. Yeah, that's kind of cool how those what they call like flesh eaters or yeah. eaters yeah. when flesh they fight eaters. normal people because like you could kill them. You but, just had to surround them and yeah, cut their head you, off pretty much. Yeah, they did a good job of showing, like, no matter how tough you are, if you're going up against, like, a whole shitload of guys, you're going to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty awesome, but, that like, they're, like, lightning fast and super, super strong, and mm-hmm. normal dudes are fighting them and just, like, flying across the fucking courtyard and uh-huh. smashing into shit and taking out buildings. and Pretty crazy, though. So was, that shit was really good. It all really comes together in book three. And some things you kind of suspected and some things you had no fucking idea, you know, that were going on. But mm-hmm. it was nice to see Glock to come out all right in the end. <laughs> Still not, like, where he really wants to be, but... <laughs> Worry about my boy, <laughs> Glock to... Uh, yeah. Otherwise... So you enjoyed the ending? Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of a controversial ending from what I've... I was a little disappointed when I read it, but it does end, like, exactly the way the first chapter of the first yeah, book starts. Yeah, it's the way so. he... He set it up, so yeah, it, if you're uh, expecting something different. He leaves it open-ended, though. I mean, you could have some additional books. Maybe maybe some of the other books touch on it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, especially a lot of the minor characters oh, yeah. in this series are the stars of the following books. Okay. Where the stars of these book series, they're mentioned, but they're not really. Sure. The that's, see, that's characters. like the big question there is where does... Uh, where does all nine fingers end up? Old you know? nine. <laughs> the bloody nine. <laughs> uh-huh. Either way, that shit was super solid, so I highly recommend that. And we'll have some links to that. Like I said, it's the first Law trilogy. Mm-hmm. That was Last Argument of Kings. Pick of the month, buddy. What kind of fucking shitty music did you bring for me this month? <laughs> this is... We're going to bring back some fucking classic, old school kind of death metal licks. This band is called Thousand Year War. And I first listened to him on Pandora. Okay. And the track we're going to listen to 
uh, One Final Breath, I believe is what it's called. This was a track that I heard. Yeah. It's pretty fucking awesome. So did a little research. Was trying to find them on Spotify, and at the time I couldn't find them on there. Turns out they're kind of like a just a local band from like California. Yeah, that somehow got in. Uh, if you can submit your stuff to Pandora, and it'll pop up there. Django has that where they'll have little small lo- local bands, and the, but it'll tell you when when that is Ooh, what it is. Django, same as Pandora, but without the stupid ads. Mm, interesting. Yeah, is that Django with the D? J A N. Geo? I don't fucking remember. Django, okay. yeah, that's it. J-A-N-G-O. Okay. You have to put a link up to that. I'm curious to check it out. Um, yeah, but it was a local band, and their music wasn't available on Spotify. It actually is now, but at the time it wasn't, so I ended up fucking buying. You know, the album was five bucks, bought a digital download of it, and they ended up sending me a bunch of CDs anyways <laughs> just to give to my friends. <laughs> so I gave them to the Metalheads in Wausau, spreading the word, but finally making the way on the podcast. Just uh, some good stuff. All right. This clip is about two minutes long. Okay. One final breath. It's fucking laying on them. Talk Warhammer history, buddy. Whoa, what do we got? We're going back deep. I got a real fucking sure. gem here. Okay. It's the fucking General's Challenges <laughs> that old Marty used to put on, man. Remember that yeah. shit? Yeah. So, so we went to We went to a couple of these, of these yeah. and I think there was a few more prior to that. Yeah. But we actually have a YouTube video of when it was at his house. Do we? <laughs> yeah. Well, better link I that. created a video of this challenge back in the day. And, yeah, so why don't you tell him what the General's Challenge tournament was. So Marty would hold these in his basement down near Chicago. And 16 dudes, 16 different armies. So yeah, every army was represented. I think these are all his armies, too, yeah. mostly. Maybe he borrowed a couple. 
pretty sure most of them were because he had fucking Warhammer shit everywhere in that basement. But yeah, but yeah, one, just shells. one army for each Warhammer race. And they would go through the effort to make a balanced list for every single army. I'm pretty sure Gonzalez helped out with that back then because I remember them talking about like play testing and trying to get the list nailed down and all this shit. So you just show up, didn't have to bring anything. Everything was there, dice, rulers, beer, mm-hmm. pork shoulder. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. And then you just fucking play with whatever army you drew, and it was pretty fucking fun because... Yeah, so you get a you know, random you, army each round. Yeah. And, and you, I don't, I don't think you could play the same one twice, though. No, I think that was a, couple, a rule. A couple rules like that, but it's really, really fun, and turns out, to figure out who the best general is, you just got to throw him in the fucking mix, see what General's he gets, challenge. see how he comes yeah. out. <laughs> and there were some... Even back then, there were some really bad draws, or yeah, bad draws to get against. I think my last game was... I was playing Demons... And it was kind of a dopey demon list. But I was matched up against ogres. So even the best ogre list pretty much had no chance of victory. <laughs> he just, I can't remember who I was playing, but they just kind of ran across, smashed into my lines, and ran away. <laughs> so they tried their best, but still some of the, yeah, you could get kind of screwed in the matchups, yeah. as always. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. That's kind of a inspiration for the Raj Podges of later years, mm-hmm. just trying to break the mold. So the first one we went to was in his basement, Yeah, and we have a YouTube video of this, which we'll link. And then the second one actually took, the second one we went to was at Adepticon. Yeah. One of the Adepticons. So there's just a bunch of tables off to the side. Yeah. And during the championships, we would, you know, we kind of follow the same round times and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he brought all the armies there and we did the general's challenge there. What do you think this was? Like 2004 or six? Was that, no, it was later was it than later? that. It was yeah. like current, the hotel that it's at now. Okay. Yeah, I remember being in it. In it's going to change ballroom. next year, but this hotel, it was at the same hotel. Yeah. So it was probably within the last five years, maybe okay. 2009 or 2010. Yeah, the video would probably tell us that. So yeah, well, I'll have to watch that now. Yeah, it's got some clips of. <laughs> was driving down. Uh, yeah, this is when did not get a I, did not include a clip of you pissing on the side of the road. <laughs> although I did take such footage. Yeah, it still exists in Rogers. Probably fucking beats off to it. <laughs> but this is when I was in my heavy drinking phase, <laughs> so I'd buy two or three forties and just drink them on the way down there, like a three-hour ride. Then it's again, Rogers has to stop so I can piss every fucking ten or fifteen minutes. The reason I think I remember you. Stopped on the side of the road and you pressing up your cock against the, <laughs> the headlight? headlights yeah. so, you, so I could see it. Because <laughs> you know, what's the point of whipping it out if it's too dark for anyone to see? <laughs> and I and that's what you were fucking filming. I don't know that that I knew you were filming that, but I was really drunk anyway, oh. so I wouldn't care. Anyways, <laughs> what's yeah, I can't remember? I can't remember any of the games at the Acon General's Challenge. I think I got beat around, but. At the basement one, I remember playing... Do- the only game I really remember is I was playing Lizardmen against Domus. Yeah. And then he was playing Demons, and I had him on the ropes. And then he ended up going all in, where he threw in like every little crappy unit to gradually wear down a unit of Saurus and take the victory away from me. 
That son of a bitch. A slippery fucking eel. Yeah. <laughs> the worst thing about losing a Domus is you have to hear about it <laughs> for years to come. In that fucking high-pitched voice of his. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to talk deeper for a while. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, that's Warhammer history. General challenge. Those were good times, though. I missed mm-hmm. that. We should consider that for Raj Podge if we could scrape 16 guys up. Yeah, even just 10 guys. Yeah. Eight, 12. 16 armies, though. Where are we going to get that shit from? Yeah, we're not going to get 16 between us. Not painted. Think, but Not one of each army. It would be fun to just between us. Like, we had eight folks at Podge this year. Yeah. So we could easily do, you know, I've got two or three armies. you got two or three. So maybe we could kick it up to 12 trusted souls. We could contact some of the painters, like MPA or somebody, and see what they would get for... An average to slightly below average completely painted army, and then just get one of every army done. Oh, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Instead of these like house armies. Yeah. <laughs> play with. It'd be kind of fun, but. An interesting idea. Well, just maybe. Mix it up. Steal some of the excess Wapaka funds from Bear. Siphon <laughs> 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 some up. <laughs> if we talk him into it, he'll probably just go for it. <laughs> one army a year. Could probably scrape up the funds for that, something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Next up, we got blog post of the month. Yeah. So I frequently get asked about painting and sculpting. How I did this, how I did that, how to get that effect, what tools do you use, what brushes do you use, blah, blah, blah. And I've put detailed fucking blog posts of these <laughs> things up in the past on the You Mag- Magnificent Bastards blog. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to link to those. So if you're just getting into sculpting or you're an advanced okay. sculptor and you want to learn a few things, there's a couple on sculpting. I'll link those in the support page. And then there's also some very detailed ones on how I do my blending technique. Well, it was one post, but it somebody read it and told me it took like an hour and 20 minutes just to read through. So <laughs> imagine what I put in the right in that bullshit. But mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll link these things. Uh, if you're curious, if you've been wondering, if you're someone who has asked in the past couple of weeks, I probably get one question a week on these things. Mm-hmm. And I try to direct people there. But it, once shit gets buried in the blog, it's kind of a hassle to dig up. So mm-hmm. yeah, so check that shit out. Get some info. If you have any questions on the details, you can just uh, post on there, and I'll pay attention to it once in a while, and I'll respond mm-hmm. on the blog post. So, Next up, we got podcast, TV show, other games, or movie of the week. Mm. You're up. Keep it going. Well, I, I have a, a podcast row. I really want to talk about, but yesterday I noticed there's a new Hell on Wheels. So uh, that's season, season three of that's up. I started watching it. But the podcast, so I'll talk about that later once I get more yeah. into it. I only watched one, but... The podcast is called Whorecast, and it's done by a prostitute, and it's all about like sex workers and the sex worker industry. Oh my god, that <laughs> sounds really interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I listened to a couple of them, and it's definitely a unique perspective on the world. So they just follow like sex worker issues, laws that affect sex workers, risks sex workers takes. They they talk to like porn stars, they interview different people, and it's uh-huh. done by this chick who obviously is a porn star or a prostitute she's a call girl but um Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty fucking interesting if you're if you just want to listen to something different yeah i'm sure if the wargaming thing isn't fucking getting your dick hard check out (laughs) (laughs) whorecast excellent yeah so i'll have a link to Uh whorecast well kelly and i have been watching the latest season of American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> oh God, are you that shit? So are you going to compete yet or no? <laughs> I wish there was like a, some kind of course set up nearby because that would be hilarious. Just to have a videotape of me failing horribly at all these obstacles. <laughs> well, this is, 
A cracker like you that gets into fucking weird shit all the time. Like Golki, I could see going for this too. Start training and fucking get into I'm not it. Sure, if, I should bring it up to him. I bet if I showed it to him, he would start <laughs> training. He would for shift it. his focus into training for this, so he could get on the next. Oh uh, yeah, we definitely gotta. Oh uh, yeah, could provide I'm gonna send it over to him. Yeah, you two fuckers and your harebrained ideas. <laughs> <laughs> but it used to be. In the day, just kind of schleppy, nerdy guys. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like super well-trained athletes, like people who work all year to do this shit. So somebody like Goki could probably get on, but there's no hope for a schlubby bastard like myself. <laughs> yeah, Goki's too old for this. His old man body ah, They got apart. tons of older guys on there. <laughs> they got guys in their 50s and 60s. No shit. Yeah. It's on Mondays. You definitely, it's something you want to DVR so you can... They have all these, for each person that comes up, before they actually do the run, there's like a little one-minute or two-minute clip about them and their background and stuff. Yeah. It's generally quite boring. So you just skip that and go straight (laughs) to them falling on their ass or trying to do the crazy shit. It's been pretty awesome because some of the chicks are getting really far this season where none of them could even get past the first course. Are these last year? Scantily clad attractive fit. Some women? of them are. Some of them are. I some know. of them are just regular folk. Now you got my attention, my friend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I know for sure at least one chick has completed it. So they're just like on the opening stage and then they come back and do the second stage and third stage. It's probably gonna go all summer, I'm guessing. Yeah. They're really dragging this shit out. <laughs> but yeah, it's kinda weird because the obstacle courses are so hard that last year nobody was able to even able to finish it like at all or get to the last course there's four courses and nobody even got through the third stage <laughs> so that they dumb them down or people are just no, getting it's better cool. yeah the people are just getting better like they're not making them any easier which is kind of cool yeah that must be that i'm sure the japanese influence where uh, if, if it was just run by Americans, they just have to make it easy so 90% of the people could make it through. Well, and today's, everybody could feel good about themselves. Today, yeah, today's bullshit of fucking everybody gets a prize no matter what kind of thing. It's getting pretty yeah. fucking tiring. So this is kind of refreshing because they get one chance to make it through. Ooh. So if you make a real dumb mistake, like, well, see you next year. Tip <laughs> <laughs> <Dip> shit. <laughs> good show. Definitely. And this was called Ninja Warrior? American Ninja Warrior. Okay. Sweet. It's good shit. Let's talk about an event, buddy. Yeah, this one, I'm going to give a shout-out to the Infernal Zoo Warhammer Fantasy Battlestorm. This one's in California, in Davis, California. This Where is that? Is that NorCal, SoCal? The Midlands of California? You can Google Davis, California and see. (laughs) I guess if you're there, you know. Yeah, Yeah, September 27th and 28th. It's a five-game tournament. And my first round opponent is actually running this, Alex Harrison. Okay. So I know they don't have too many big tournaments out there. So this is one of them. It's a two thousand points and an additional and an additional five hundred points of Storm of Magic monsters or Monsters Arcanum <laughs> going down that route. Okay. So that one is coming up. I told him I shout her on the cast, and here it is. Done and done. <laughs> if you're interested, it's in infernalzoo.com. We'll have to link up in the show notes. Okay. That's doable, buddy. Definitely. I'm looking at the sheet right now. His little teaser poster he was putting up at Quick City Rumble. 
choose your contingent from the Storm of Magic book, Monstrous Arcana book, or even monsters from your own book. Yes, you can spam four Jabber Slice right in their face. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. How effective do you think that would be? Well, everybody would be taking leadership tests because they do have that Aura of Madness rule. Unless they're immune to psych. Oh, yeah. Be worthless against demons and undead. Well, Jabber Slice, 275 bones a pop. Mm-hmm. Kind of fucking shite. It's only 1,100 points out of 2,500. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can't lose with that, actually. No. I mean, you could take one down, but you got three right in your face. That's three slithy times. <laughs> three 12-inch shooting attacks. No, per, per round, dude. Can't even yeah. fuck around. No, you can't. can't Anyways. With that. Yeah, Fernal Zoo. Boom. All right. So next up, we got Raj's cheap ass segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time or well, how to hobby dollars. <laughs> Raj's hidden hobby dollars. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Bastard stuff. He's always psyoping. Seems to catch on. Yeah, took over. <laughs> so what's the cheap ass item of the fucking month, uh, buddy? Well, first, that ting stuff seemed to go over pretty well. Uh, we had some some good feedback with that, so thanks for the folks who signed up for that. Definitely supporting the cast. This week, this month, is something a little different, but as you know, Johnny, I was a contributor to Children's International mm-hmm. for, for many, many years, <laughs> and I had the young lass I was supporting yes. take onto my fridge. I remember this. Dude, if your cheap-ass segment of the week is stop giving money to fucking poor kids <laughs> overseas, I'm going to come over here and slap you. <laughs> well, I hate, hate to, to break it, it to you. <laughs> I've, I've rebalanced my charity focus here, John. For 75 fucking cents a day, the cup of a goddamn... The price of a cup of coffee, Raj. <laughs> this poor fucking kid. Yeah, so I was throwing... About 20, 22 bones, I think, towards Children's International each month. <laughs> and getting letters and photographs. Yeah, yeah. It's four or five. Probably four or five years I was doing that. And actually decided to switch this over to Kiva. And do you know what Kiva is? No. Uh, well, Kiva is like a micro lending website. Okay. So like people in, especially like, it started in Bangladesh, mm-hmm. India, kind of those third world countries the there's no social kind of safety net so even like the poorest people will be like micro entrepreneurs you know with basket weaving or you know they kind of run their own tiny little businesses to get by yeah and the issues they run into is often getting capital to do anything because yeah. they're dealing kind of you know with scummy gangster type people <laughs> where they're paying like thousands of percent of interest mm. on trying to get loans and stuff so these people only need, you know, maybe ten or twenty dollars American. <laughs> a small loan like that could set them up completely for like the rest of the year. Okay. And really make a big difference for their lives. So Kiva, that's you, their whole business. How do you it's spell this? It's K I V A. Okay. Dot org, and we'll have a link up. Okay. But okay, so you, it's kind of like a charity, but it's not quite because you. 
go in, you donate your money. So I'm donating the same amount to these various people. And if you go on the website, you can see different kinds of uh, projects. You can see the what the loans are going to be used for. And you can kind of pick where your money goes. Okay. Um, How many hash farmers have you supported? <laughs> <laughs> uh, not at the moment. I feel I'm like that's sure. where the real money is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you go in, you pick what you want to support, you donate your money, and then you eventually will get repaid that because it's a loan. It's not, it's, not it's, charity. Not, it's not charity. So it's not tax deductible then? No, it's not tax deductible, but you get your money back eventually. So this could be something really cool if you wanted to set like a Warhammer budget for yourself or something like that because you could put money into it mm-hmm. and then you get a monthly payment back every month. So I've been putting in, so like my first 25 bucks, I put 25 down in like April, I think I switched over. And then each month I get a dollar and 40 cents back from that person. So eventually you'll cash out and get pretty much all the money you put in back. So that's kind of what I've been doing now. So I, do you get interest on it? Is there any upside for you? Just a good feeling in the, in the belly there? Yeah. Well, you're helping these people out and you're not necessarily spending your own money. You're just loaning it out there. I mean, there's the time value of money, what have you. So you could probably put it to better use, but you know, if you have, you know, it's kind of almost just like a savings account or something, you put money in there and you know, it's in there. Uh, me and Kelly have both been putting it in, so we're just going to keep putting it in, and then someday there's going to be a couple thousand dollars in there we could pull out and do something with. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a link up on the support section, but if you go there and use that link, an extra $25 will go towards um, one of those charities. So the, the podcast doesn't really get anything, but if you go there and use the link, somebody will get an extra 25 bucks. Nice. So you can save... Save yourself a little cash, but still help people out. Uh, it's pretty awesome. And I've, there's actually a couple different lending sites like that. And some other time I'll talk about a different one. But for now, Kiva is the most popular one. Okay. So I definitely recommend checking it out. It doesn't, you know, in the long run, it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, and you really, I think it's one of the best tools for helping people out of poverty, as far as I'm aware. There's okay. a book, Banker to the Poor, that kind of popularized this. Sure. Folks are interested in it. But I know a lot of people have never heard about it, but it's fucking super cool. You get little updates and shit. Sweet. All right. Jared. Jared. <laughs> it comes up with a California call. Yeah, that's fine. That's where we are, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much at all. How's the summer painting, man? Well, summer of legend. Yeah. Well, I got my, I got one trebuchet done. I got my <laughs> three peg night done. <laughs> And I'm working on some air nights. Weren't both of those things already almost done? <laughs> well, almost is a funny word to use. Well, I mean, they were built, but the crew had to be painted, and the bases had to be made. But <laughs> You're running out of summer, buddy. Yeah, you know, it's going to give me a little bit of pressure, so maybe I'll actually get something done. <laughs> it works best under pressure, like a lot of Warhammer painters. <laughs> like Raj over here. <laughs> <laughs> still shooting for North Star, then? Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm right. still thinking I should be able to get them done by, by Northstar without a whole lot of trouble. It's only okay. like, you know, 20 models to paint. How bad could that be? <laughs> you going to bust out a big, fancy army base? Yeah, that's the problem that I'm I'm stuck on right <laughs> now. Is I've got no idea how to make the army display board. <laughs> I see. Yeah, and that may take a while, too. Yeah, I think I ended up with about 60 hours into mine when I was done. <laughs> that's a considerable effort. I'm surprised you didn't bring Bretonians to Raj Podge. Well, 
I didn't want to have to make those triangular movement trays for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that could have given you the advantage you needed. Yeah, you didn't look you didn't look very happy the whole time you were there. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm getting a little a little tired of the these tricks because there really aren't any. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're rocking a thousand points with the old books. You had a black coach, the old. Was it Crown and Commandment or something like that? Yeah. What is, what is that? The Helm of Command. So if my vampire is not in combat, then any unit can use his weapon skill. Mm. Yeah, so ghouls are pretty badass with weapon skill six. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So it turns out, well, two of the games that worked out really well. The first game, I just got, I wasn't paying attention to placement and the rules of getting kicked out of the tower. So as soon as I, my, my ghouls blocked it off the table, I got kicked off the tower. Like, yeah, oh, he's oh, playing oh. against me and J-Jack, so, of course, he gets screwed over. Yeah, but that's all right. The last couple of games were, weren't too bad, so I didn't quit the hobby just yet. <laughs> it became, like, our sub-goal. <laughs> see, if, see if we can get you to rage quit. Uh, okay. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm actually, I got most of July. I'm going to be working here, so I'm going to be popping over for lunches, I think, right. in August. I'm going to try to help you out here. Try to keep you motivated. <laughs> Do a little lunchtime painting. Sound good? Yeah, I think it sounds good. I gotta. I want to try to get three of my errant nights mostly done by tomorrow, at least, because I got Andrew coming over for another game. Problem okay. is, my list that I had is now gone because my laptop crashed, taking my <laughs> my army list with it. <laughs> oh. That's poor planning. Got to put that shit in the cloud, man. No. Got to back that shit up. <laughs> So hopefully I'll be able to get my laptop back at some point, and I won't, you know, lose, lose my army builder. So the list will be on there. So I'm gonna have to kind of rewrite one by hand for tomorrow. Fucking <laughs> nice. Stone Age shit right there. Come up with some new inspiration. Yeah, maybe, maybe with all the like five choices that I can make in a Bretonian list. Mm-hmm. How'd you go about making your list? Did you just pick shit you thought was cool, or did you have a strategy? Did you um, pick a net list? Step one was was picking sure that was cool. Um, step two is how many models do I need to get done, and then I think step six or seven was strategy. <laughs> so at the moment, it's all it's mostly um, hobby arm. I'm focusing just on trying some different paint types and whatnot, trying to yeah. the okay. eye, and that's the main goal. Um, then once <laughs> this army's done, the new book will be out in 2016 or something. So <laughs> <laughs> then I can start working a little more strategy. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. It's not too late. There might be a book out sometime. Yeah. Yeah, it was supposed to be in July and then supposed in August and now maybe November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so well, it's yeah. kind of nice, though. At least you know that what you're painting, you'll be able to use that yeah. kind of ex- exactly what you've been planning for North Star. Yeah, won't be up in the air. Hopefully, yeah, there won't be a last minute push to bust out a ton of shit when a new book lands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this way I don't have to worry about you know I didn't make any questing or or uh, grail knights. I have no idea what they're gonna end up with those. Yeah, you got to see which one's better in the new book first. <laughs> but, yeah. All right, man. We 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 don't want to keep you. I know you're probably doing some painting right now. Well, I, I'm certainly looking at the model. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about how how badly you want them to be done, but yeah. how far away that is. That's why I only try to keep like two or three models on my table at a time, so I don't get overwhelmed by looking at all the things I still have to. Mm. Good tactic. Strategy, yeah. yeah, that's part of the that's reason what you do, I completely it? shut down is because I got three or four projects going and I didn't see any light at the end of any of those four tunnels. <laughs> so it was like, fuck it, I'm just not gonna do anything for weeks. And here I am. All right, all right, man. Fucking right. check you later. Keep on plugging. Yeah. <laughs> 
plugging away. I'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, take yeah. care, buddy. Bye. Yeah, man. Let's fucking talk about your trip, bro. Yeah. You fucking trip out to the fucking West Coast, California man. California love. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be stuck in my head all fucking day. Huh? <laughs> nice. Yeah. So everybody knows I headed out to California with Kelly. So we arrived early and stayed late for a little vacation action. And some fucking California banging. Oh, yeah, a little bit of that. <laughs> Just get up in the fucking booty hole. <laughs> Just tell her it's San Fran. Special You got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we showed up on Tuesday and headed immediately up to the Nampa Valley. Nice. Went to Calistoga. You really on the northern end of the yeah. area. And wow, that was pretty fucking awesome. No actually. shit. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been on a kind of like a rural vacation or. I don't know, more leisure. Usually my vacations involve going to metropolitan areas and like running around. Doing playing shit, Warhammer. <laughs> playing Warhammer and shit. But yeah, it was kind of nice. Got to drive, rented a vehicle, got to go by your own schedule, check out the various wineries, get pretty shitty. There's yeah. actually uh, a fucking Italian castle that's been built there in the last 15 years. No with shit. his dude. He's <laughs> from a long line of Italian winemakers and... About 15 years ago, this guy's like, fuck it, I'm building a castle. <laughs> and it's kind of cool because it uses different kind of building techniques from different eras yeah. of history. And so a lot of the stone came from Italy. Hmm. And a lot of the architects came over were like Europeans who specialize in like retrofitting <laughs> old buildings and castles and stuff like that. Sweet. So it's pretty awesome. It's a kind of a, yeah, that wine. So they get you all shitty, and then they try to talk you into signing up for monthly wine shipments. <laughs> so how many bottles of wine are going to start arriving? Well, we got about six coming <laughs> within the next week or two, and then we signed up for a quarterly at the, at the castle. So you got all shitty. You're spending money to do that, and then if I can drop 300 bucks, that's a wine coming to your house. We kept it under control the second day a little bit more, just <laughs> buying the bottles of wine that we could carry with us or yeah. drink. But yeah, that was actually probably our favorite part of the trip because it was just so laid back. I'm definitely going to look into, we're talking about various other kinds of rural type vacation, you know, going like New Hampshire yeah. and try to avoid in metro areas. So sure. If anybody knows any good places across the country, we couldn't think of. You got Door County, buddy. Right yeah, here in our own backyard. County, <laughs> thinking more like uh, North Carolina, like the Asheville area. Yeah. Appalachians, I think is similar to that. So we were there till Friday rolled up and we actually stopped at whatever Redwood Forest Park right outside of San Francisco. Yeah. On the north there. And I don't know, the directions were so crazy. Like, because we were coming from the north for some reason. Like, it just put us through all these residential areas. And we're, like, zipping back and forth up these massive hills. It was pretty awesome. Because then going, once we got over uh, to the top of the hill, the other side was the park. Mm -hmm. So there was just, like, a huge, curvy, windy road all the way down. Yeah. That I got to go down in like really high speeds and like freak out Kelly. That was pretty awesome. And fucking Redwoods, that shit's pretty dope. Yeah, I've been out there. It's pretty solid. We're going to have, uh, I'll put up pictures of all this in my episode 107 stuff. Some pics of the vacation, the castle, the Redwoods. And then we 
went into town. We're staying. The, the tournament is at the Fort Mason Center, which is right in the Bay Area there. So it's kind of a, like a touristy area. Like if you walk down six blocks or so, you'll get to Fisherman's Wharf and all those other areas. Yeah. So we checked that place out. Our hotel was right down there and everything. And on that Friday night, I went down there, got to check the shit out. It's kind of cool. There was like a shit ton of food trucks there. There was like a big food truck extravaganza. Unfortunately, I'd eat dinner with Kelly at some fish place. <laughs> but it was called Skarma's. It was pretty good. Although I would have liked to dip into those food trucks. Anyways, got to go down there, meet the boys. <laughs> the drinking had already started, of course. <laughs> for this event, I was, for the team stuff, I was joining up with the Chupacabras, which is a Warhammer group out there. Yeah. And I was approached by Austin Morgan. He kind of signed me up for that, for the kind of the team stuff. And they had a bet going on where the average Chupacabra would come out to a higher placing than uh, Big Quentin Bond's wife who yeah. was also playing. <laughs> so they they wanted me to come on board to help help make sure that would happen. There was actually a bet between uh, them and this different club over a barbecue and over who would have to purchase all the fixings for it. <laughs> so there was, needless to say, there was a lot of pressure throughout the tournament weekend to perform <laughs> and try to get that free barbecue for these guys. Played a game against Austin that night. Mm -hmm. He was running Warriors of Chaos. Ended up panicking off. I think I wiped out a unit of hounds, which panicked his level four off the board and his BSB nice. kind of screwed <laughs> up his battle plan. Um, so kind of kind of a quick game. Really wasn't able to do too much after that. Had him on the back footing. Yeah. But it was good to see that the, the demonless. I always have trouble with warriors. So it's good to see that uh, I was able to perform well, even if, it did come down to some lucky rolls. <laughs> That's typical Raj there. Yeah. So I was down here without Kelly. She was back at the hotel doing stuff. And throughout the weekend, she's going to be doing shopping, stuff like that. And she said that she didn't care how late I stayed out <laughs> because she would be sleeping when I came home regardless. Yeah. So the only thing she asked was that I not attempt to lay with her upon my return <laughs> my drunken state uh, unfortunately that friday night uh, i did attempt this very thing <laughs> much to her chagrin <laughs> didn't stay out too late hanging out with uh josh young was out there yeah he and uh, another bro actually walked walked me back to my hotel hooked me up with a san francisco street dog <laughs> wasn't hungry but Josh said he had never regretted ordering a San Francisco street dog in his life. So upon driving that into me, I agreed wholeheartedly. <laughs> but, yeah, overall, the, the Friday night was fun. Got to meet all the Chupacabras, the West Coast Hammer Time guys, the Leadership 2 crew out there, the extended crew, some of the people that have been trying to make it out to Wapaka yeah. and haven't made it out there yet, like Mike Scaletti. <clears throat> and Jeff Suisse. Uh met quite a few of the Texas guys and like John Bailey, the guys who run Alamo and then the Dire Wolf, stuff like that got introduced. So busy, busy night and didn't stay out too late. Uh got in a little trouble, but 
with the, the GF, but nothing. <laughs> Nothing this Raj couldn't handle. <laughs> so, yeah, next day, fucking started this tournament shit. Yeah. Playing some Warhammer. I was using my new demon list mm. with my game against Austin. This would have been my third practice game new <laughs> list. I was really psyching myself up months prior thinking about, oh, yeah, I'll get at least 10 practice games <laughs> on my belt. Yeah. It's funny how that shit falls through. Yeah. Okay. But my list was a level one Herald of Zinch. This is my general. Had lore metal. And then that was it for characters. Going into core, I had five units of pink horrors. Three of them had a standard. Two had a champ. Uh, In special, I had two units of three beasts, two units of four fiends, two units of five flesh hounds. In rare, I had two units of four plague drones with poison upgrades mm. and a standard. So that came out to 2,500 points on the dot. We will have a link to this list in the show notes if you want to check it out. I'd be curious if you had some practice games or any games with it. Give me some feedback. For sure, I'm trying to figure out how to slim it down for North Star. I've got some <laughs> ideas I can probably elaborate on at the end of the cast. But the idea was uh, get a little mix of all the gods. Try to do a little something different. If you're not rocking skull cannons, it makes it tough to run a greater demon. Yeah. So I didn't really have any cannon targets. With the pink horrors, the magic, you know, I had a magic phase. But throughout the tournament, I, I don't know, this kind of setup didn't seem to be too fun because the Zinch spells are so short-ranged that you're six dice in gateway until combat starts, and then once combat starts, you're six dice in treason because yeah. you have no other buff spells, <laughs> and the other spells are kind of shit. Yeah. But first game, I was playing against Alex Harrison. Got matched up against Wood Elves. Mm. And this scenario was called Gold Rush. And the goal was to control a hill in the middle of the board. Okay. But the setup was meeting engagement, so it was <laughs> diagonals, and you had to roll for reserves. Alex's Woodoff list was pretty cool, kind of interesting. I was kind of pumped to see how it all played out. But he had two spell weavers, one on high magic, one on shadow. He had a BSB on a great stag, which was interesting. Charm shield. Four plus ward. He had another spell singer on Laura Beasts, so he's really sinking his points into the magic here. Yeah, the unit of 19 Glade Guard, unit of 10 Poison and True Flight. He had a unit of 10 Eternal Guard, five Tree Ken, five Sisters of the Thorn, two units of five Wild Riders, and two units of five Way Watchers, along with an Eagle. So he set up first, and then I put my shit down. Rolled that six to steal the first turn from him. <laughs> you slippery fucking eel. Cleared some long charges. I was trying to get the fiends into the wild riders because I knew if I could charge them for sure, that would be a really great matchup. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't make either of the long charges. And yeah. It set me out for getting charged by the wild riders. Mm. So I was fine with that because with the fiends, he's minus one weapon skill, minus one initiative. So normally... Three attacks each, rolling threes with re-rolls. So when they're fighting the fiends, the wild riders only have fours to hit with no re-rolls. Oh, so that's a pretty big difference there. Yeah. Um, so, But I set up units to kind of counter charge those wild riders. 
the Wild Riders were my main concern. Once they were out of the way, I felt they could kind of go in and run across the board, beat up on <laughs> some squishy wood elves. Um, yeah, and that kind of worked to plan. Uh, the one Wild Rider unit actually got killed by a timely reign of chaos roll. <laughs> Took them down from oh. five to two. And then the other one charged into the fiends, and he... The combat went on for quite a while. Ended up rearing him with uh, Beast and Nurgle. Yeah. But he almost killed all the fiends, so they just <laughs> held on by a hair. In the middle, I put both units of Plague Drones into his Treekin, and he had his BSB with the Treekin as well. And then I treasoned them, so if I did win combat, he'd have one try on an 8 instead of a rerollable 9. Yeah. Because uh, they would be steadfast. And it, it fucking worked. He biffed one combat. He biffed his steadfast roll. Ran him down, um, ended up overrunning into the sister's unit, which had fled a charge earlier. So if you pursue into a fleeing unit, it's just destroyed automatically. And from then on, it was just, you know, he had a ton of units. I had a ton of units just going around trying to mop it up. And that's kind of one thing that I found throughout the weekend was probably against, um, you know, once this list gets the upper hand, I have so many units it can be really demoralizing <laughs> for the opponent because the flesh hounds coming in on the rear. I've got things on the flank. I got things going in front. You know, it's just a ton of small units. So there's, I don't know. It kind of feels like you're just mobbing the shit out of them. There isn't <laughs> much they can do to it. Yeah. But um, so I'll see that in some of the later games. But yeah, I got the max points on this one. Mm. Alex was a a good opponent. His magic phases. I don't know. He seemed like. He said he swears by that magic setup, and he thinks the wood elves needed. It seems, I don't know, looking at the points, 560, 600, like 670 points wow. invested in magic. Yeah. And that's just based off the 2d6 wins a magic roll. You don't have anything extra coming in. You're probably beastmen. Do you spend that much points on your wizards? Uh, in a, like a... You know, twenty four hundred point situation. Yeah, because you had to take. But two you're getting level, all the dice too. Yeah, I to take two level fours, two level ones, shard of the herdstone, give the general a four plus ward save, and take a dispel scroll. So I'm probably six hundred points in, easy. Yeah, but for for something but it works, where you, you can't, know, yeah, you're generating well, you, you, four dice per. Yeah, turn. you're getting the dice. So you kind of pray you roll like double two or double three. Yeah, and you're still going to end up with ten dice before it's over. Mm-hmm. This does seem to be the best situation, just rolling low for that. But it's a good game. Alex um, will mention the Infernal Zoo. That's his tournament that's he running once yep. again. And then going into scenario two. This scenario, I was matched up against Dave Inman. He was running his Skaven list. He had a Warlord. He had a Vermin Lord. <laughs> Uh-oh. Chieftain BSB. Uh, four, four or five warlock engineers. One of them with the doom rocket. The other guys just to put in slave units, run around, get in the way. Thirty-four, thirty-five storm vermin. Forty skaven slaves. Three units of twenty or so. Unit of twenty clan rats. Three giant rat packs. Two units of nine gutter runners. Hell pit abomination and two doom wheels. So. This scenario, each of our core units was carrying a beer keg <laughs> that they needed to hold on to or you try to get to the opponent's deployment zone, and then at the same time you're trying to catch your opponents. So I had to put mine just in a random unit of horrors, Yeah, and he put his with the storm vermin. Mm. 
So going into this one, it's kind of mixed. On one hand, I like I like the side of that vermin lord. I know that's a juicy gateway target, and I know once he's down, he won't be able to do dreaded thirteenth on any of my horror units. And then on the other end, he's got two doom wheels, which you know seem to excel against monstrous type creatures, which was most of my list, all my fighting units. And then he had the help hit abomination, which I didn't really have anything good <laughs> to deal with that. No skull cannons. In hindsight. I probably should have put a flaming banner on a unit of plague drones, something like that. But I'm just a slave to the symmetry. I hate. <laughs> I would have hated having an asymmetrical unit like that. But um, yeah, so this one really came down to the A bomb and the Vermin Lord. And he put the A bomb right up the middle. Best thing I could do was put a unit of beast into it and hope. If I get lucky, I could kill it. If I get unlucky, at least I could probably do a few wounds to it, hold it up for a long time. Yeah. And then <laughs> if it got down to maybe two or three wounds, I probably I wouldn't hesitate to throw a gateway at it, even though <laughs> if I didn't kill it, it'd probably get a three-plus regen. That's probably <laughs> the best thing that I have that could kill it. So I need to put a few wounds on it and then shoot for a lucky gateway to try to take it down. But, yeah, it send it up. Beast went in, A-bomb kind of stalemate it out. And then there was an interesting moment where, so if you're a single model, you can do a combat reform to slide to the left or the right, you know, as long as you're keeping the models maximized. Yeah. So he slid his A-bomb one way, and then I actually followed up with my beasts, so I slid right along with him, and that exposed the flank of a fiend unit to the vermin lord he kind of had a long charge with the vermin lord and actually i didn't really see it didn't look like he'd be able to do the charge uh, from my side of the table and then so i didn't have any issues you know exposing that flank because it didn't look like it would be exposed mm -hmm. but looking at it my way it didn't look like he had it and then once we got to declaring charges i uh, declared the charge and got a little heated over whether he could Ew. make it. <laughs> and then um, well, he's like, well, come from my side and take a look because it looks clear to me because um, basically it was just in line with the A-bomb and it would clip the back corner of one of the fiends. So once I went over there, yeah, it absolutely it looked completely clear from his side that he could make it. So he ended up putting the Vermin Lord into a unit of fiends. And I actually <laughs> wasn't too upset about this. Because the Vermilord's kind of a weedy little punk. It's five. Five wounds. Five up ward. It does do D3 wounds, but you know, he's gotta he's gotta roll his hits. You know, I can make my ward saves. And even then you could roll one or two wounds with the thing, so I wasn't too worried about it. Yeah. But yeah, it ended up he hit me in the flank, so I only had one, f and he was kind of clipping a fiend, so I just had that one fiend fighting him, So, and I was never able to make my combat reform leadership mm. check to turn <laughs> to face, and I ended up putting the other fiend unit as well, and because it was clipped, I could only get one one fiend in and one fiend behind him. Yeah. So at no point was I able to maximize my fiend attacks. Mm. So over the course of the game, the... A-bomb ground down the beasts, and then I eventually joined that combat with the fiends. And then, you know, this was a kind of a tricky thing with this list is, well, do you just keep throwing more? St I have more units I can throw in, but is it going to help or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, 
what kind of happened was I just kept kind of doubling down. Like, well, I guess I really got to kill him now or else. <laughs> so I threw the drones in there and yeah, both, both of them survived the, the course of the game. Ooh. Sad to say the, uh, before that Vermilor got into combat, he dreaded 13th two two of my horror units. Um, I never got a gateway off on them. Sadly, uh, these Doom Wheels didn't do much. I gatewayed one. The other just kind of petered out, and I, I threw the Plague Drones into it. If, you know, if he doesn't get a good roll for the range, they can really be kind of vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but we both had a ton of units. There were tons of little combats going on where he'd win by one, and I, or and I would hold, or I, I'd win by one, and he would hold. So it ended up, you know, because he kind of demolished me in the center, though both of those units lived... He ended up winning by about six or seven hundred points, so I really needed to kill those two. But I did get both of the kegs. I had a unit of Beast of Nurgle take out a Storm Vermin unit, and then mine. He thir- dreaded thirteenth the unit that had it, but I just another unit picked up. Yeah, and he wasn't able to eliminate it before the end. But it was a good game, good close game. I just didn't roll well for my leadership <laughs> checks for, and I was kind of wish I had a BSB, but in my I have so many different marks that it's it doesn't really give me much benefit yeah so okay overall fun game though was this a 20 nil system was it win loss draw it's win loss draw okay so for this one you just had to win by more than 100 sure so it wasn't too bad going into round three i played andrew lobo um Super pleased about this. I was talking with this bro earlier in the tournament. He was the local guy wearing the metal T-shirts. <laughs> so we had a lot to talk about. <laughs> and he was running a Nurg- or a demon list. And he had a Demon Prince of Nurgle, a Herald of Zinch on a disc, Herald of Nurgle BSB with the regen and a block of 24 Plague Bearers. Unit of 12 Demonettes, 10 Pink Horrors. Unit of three beasts of Nurgle, unit of one beast of Nurgle, five Seekers of Slanesh, Burning Chariot, five Plague Drones, and a Skull Cannon. So this one was a scenario where you get an extra bound item that your general is carrying. Okay. And you can use that bound item to destroy opposing magic items. Mm. But it's one use only. And to get the maximum bonus points, you have to use it and get it off. So... This one, you can see, you put the Nurgle stuff in the middle, and then on the edges, you can kind of see you had some weaker elements, like the Demonettes, the Pink Horrors, the Burning Chariot, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I had a lot of speed, and the, the Fiends and the Flesh Hounds, and my drones were kind of able to take that stuff out pretty quickly mm-hmm. and try to collapse on both sides onto his center. What happened was a huge combat in the middle <laughs> with the... Plague bearers being surrounded by all kinds of my units. <laughs> and it was just a big grind fest. Um, his Demon Prince ended up living till the end of the game, just involved in several units. But Gateway, that big drone unit to take it down. And then after that, I wasn't too worried. With his Beast of Nurgle, best thing I found is just run your Beast of Nurgle. <laughs> just have a big slap fest where nothing really happens. But before that happened... He made a key mistake where he cast blue fire yeah. on the beast of Nurgle. <laughs> and it does D six D six hits at D six strength. Yeah. And I'm like, I have the dice, but 
I'm going to let that go because if you do a wound, uh, I'll take a warp regen. flame check and I'm going to get a three plus regen. And he's like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, I should have known better. That's a big mistake. So rolls his dice. Sure enough, gets one wound. Make that warp flame check and uh, down to three plus regen. So it actually worked out. It was a pretty huge deal. I rolled a ton of threes in that yeah. combat. You know, I'm like, listen, man, I'm going to be rolling so many threes right now. It's going to be sick. <laughs> and sure enough, so I was able to beat down that his beast and Nurgle unit with mine because of the three up. <laughs> and yeah, all he had left at the end of the game was the, the Demon Prince. So it was another game where once I got the upper hand, it was just a big mob fest from th- throwing in all these units, trying to take down these ranked blocks. But even then, that those Plague Bearers, it was tough, tough. I feel for my opponents of the prior year. <laughs> All right, after round three, fucking headed down to the Fisherman's Wharf with a couple California bros, Joe from Fresno, uh, Josh Young again, and a group of uh, some other guys. And they're all excited for bread bowls. Everybody wanted bread bowls. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> you know, I'm getting some fish and chips myself. And that was a nice little jaunt down there. And by the time he got back, pretty much everybody had gotten completely shit-faced and and passed out or been taken home by their friends. (laughs) So, like, Austin from the Chupacabras um, throwing up, somehow taking pictures of himself throwing up. (laughs) Um, Some of the West Coast Hammer Time guys, I can't remember which one. Fred or Bill? Yeah. Fred's the guy that always comes out this way. I think it was Bill, yeah. Fred's a tall, tall ball dude. I think Bill had to be removed, one of those guys, (laughs) with a shit-face. Um, but it was pretty calm. There's actually kind of a cool idea. They actually do a painting contest with uh, unit entries, single model, monster mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so that's kind of a cool idea as a TO, tournament organizer, because you can kind of look at the top armies, like units from each, so you could really compare them side by side. Thought that was a kind of a cool idea. Yeah, um, there were prizes for this painting contest. Yeah, I think think there were, um, but put some stuff in there and then hung around for a little bit. Didn't want to get too shitty, given the incident the prior night with Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so headed back, took her nice and easy. Wasn't too crazy. All but right, so Sunday definitely a fun time. Sunday, 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 Sunday. So. I was supposed to play an ogre player, mm. so, but this cat did not show up on time. <laughs> now, this kind of reaffirms my approach with the person not showing up to their Sunday game at Wapaka, because it's just a shitty thing when your opponent doesn't show up, because Mike Hengel, he feels bad. I feel kind of bad. Uh-uh. And then I'm sure the guy that didn't show up feels bad. Was it a drunk thing or what? I don't know. But it turns out there was another player who his opponent didn't show up. It was actually Casey Casey Clements. Yeah, Casey Clements from Texas. So <laughs> I think he's kind of a internet notable type character. <laughs> but he actually had the curse of the Clements named after him. And that is where whenever you submit your list to a tournament and just let the tournament organizer pick your lores <laughs> for you. Just let the 
with the dice fly. Um, so he was at, I was at 52 battle points. He was at 55. Yeah. So Hengel is like, well, you have a problem with playing him? I'm like, no, he doesn't have a problem playing you. Um, yeah, but overall, just kind of a shitty feeling when, because now what if I played that ogre player? What would have happened? What if Casey had played? I think he was supposed to play a Bretonian player mm. who... I believe this same Bretonian player went on to win the whole tournament. No shit. So he played the ogre guy I was supposed to play. Uh. So what would have been different? Because Casey's playing Empire versus Bretonian. So that could have been a totally different match. Yeah. It looked like the ogre army I was supposed to play. Probably my result, I feel, would have been the same. He had a lot of bulls and lead belchers. So I think I would have whooped up on that pretty good. <laughs> but that's a, that's a little... Uh... <laughs> Impressions about what's going to go down here in a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. So against Casey, he had a Archlector on foot, Wizard Lord on foot, Laura Shadow, BSB on foot, and those guys are rocking at a massive unit of halberdiers. Yeah, 47, 48 strong. He had two Peg Captains. He had another Battle Wizard, level 2 on Laura Light. He had a Master Engineer to go with a Hellblaster and a Cannon, and he had a Steam Tank, two units of three Griffs, and just a couple detachments of Hobbiters, and a unit of Archers in skirmish formation. Yeah, so he lined up against me. was a little worried about the Steam Tank. You know, this is another situation where I can't kill it, but I can just run beasts into it and keep it stuck there the entire game, hopefully. Yeah. Uh, first turn was aided by a little reign of chaos luck. <laughs> you fucking dickweed. <laughs> Once again, um, panicked off a unit of demigriffs, did two wounds to the steam tank, <laughs> did a wound to the one of the cactuses, and then that one actually panicked when the demigriffs ran through it. <laughs> so it kind of really mucked up his battle line on one side. Because he had all his kind of fighty stuff on one side and then his big halberder block with his general and his BSB. And he would, he would kind of admit it. He's like, uh, yeah, I probably should have had my general a little closer to these guys. <laughs> um, yeah, so he was kind of on the back foot from the get-go. Couldn't get the steam take operational. <laughs> I think he misfired it every time or rolled over the steam points or whatever it was. Mm. Um, yeah, in the middle, my plague drones went across. Took out his archers, got in the volley gun, <laughs> got in the cannon. The fiends got a large, long charge off on a detachment, took out the level 2 wizard in there. And then the halberdiers. I exposed my flank to the big horde unit of halberdiers yeah. and gave my front to the detachment to try to limit the attacks I'd be taking. And it seemed to work out pretty well. Because at one point, he even got a mine razor off on the halberders. But he's only getting four models wide worth of attacks. So he still has to roll to hit. And even if he's wounded on twos, I'm still regenerating him on a four plus. <laughs> so this beast of Nurgle, you know, I ended up winning combat most of the rounds because I was laying these this detachment to waste in the front and doing hits to the side. He was dispelling trees in every turn like a madman. <laughs> but this big halberder unit... I don't know, I just ended up surrounded it and grinded it down. Drones in the rear, flesh hounds in the flank, drones in the mm. flank. Put as many attacks as I can on the BSB, eventually took them down. On the other side, uh, my fiends were playing around with his griffs and his captains on Pegasus. Nurgle, Beast of Nurgle, bogged down the steam tank. 
Um, it was it was over pretty pretty quick. It was a quick game. He he kind of felt bad. He wished he could have gave me a better game, but he should be. I think he'll be at Wapaka this year. He's been. I know he's been on the waiting list before. Last yeah. year's on the waiting list. He couldn't quite get in, so he's looking forward to signing up. So it was cool. Play a uh, play a fan. <laughs> Got max points in that one. And the scenario was break your opponent's fortitude, get table quarters. So going into game five, not too bad. I was up on table four. Nice. And it was like a 112-man tournament, I believe. And oh, so I have to say before the turn, tournament even began, when I was back in Wisconsin, I was like, ah, oh, need to get another practice game in. <laughs> I'm sure I could get one in against Butch. And it would be good practice because I'm sure I'm going to have to play Demons of Chaos yeah. at the tournament because it's the number one army there. And I didn't make the time for it. And last round, game five, going up against Demons, Demonic Legion of uh, Nurgle there. <laughs> Very Butcherian style list. I'm like, fuck. Wish I would have gotten a game against Butch just to see how to tackle this wall of Nurgle. Yeah. Two units of four beasts, three drones, great unclean one. I was happy to see the great unclean one because uh, I can really get the points for that pretty easily. Two units, uh, 30 plague bearers, each with a herald with the regen. So this one... The objective was to kill the opponent's general and the game with more character fortitude, more characters than your opponent. So mm-hmm. champions count. That one's going to be pretty tough for me to get. Destroy your opponent's most expensive unit, which is one of the units of plague bearers of his. And then one point, have a non-fleeing unit in the enemy's deployment zone at the end of the game. And then this one, there was a special victory condition where normally you just need to win by 100. And but in this one, if you didn't win by at least five hundred, you would get two points less than you would normally. Mm. So I knew I was on table four. I fucking knew I had to get all the points I could to try to <laughs> see this sucker out. So that five hundred mark was my key, my key goal I was shooting for. Okay. Because on turn two, bagged the great unclean one with a gateway. Actually, that was the second gateway I did to him. Nice. Um. But then there's just this wall of Nurgle coming at me. So that <laughs> 650 victory points, and I know at least a few things are going to have to be sacrificed. Yeah. If I'm going to, you know, I could scoot and boogie and get out of there, but I wouldn't win by that 500 mark. So I kind of had to try to decide how I wanted to do this, <laughs> and it ended up fucking being all in, unfortunately. <laughs> the Beast of Nurgle, he had him coming down one flank, and they're going through a big woods. So like before, I, the best thing to do with beasts is hit him with other beasts. But he was out beasting me here, <laughs> four on three. So my plan with that was to hit him in the flank with units and pin him, just pin him in place. I'd probably never break him, but they're in the woods, so they wouldn't be steadfast. Mm-hmm. And if I could win combat by one or two, he was out of – well, he didn't have general range once the unclean one was dead. Yeah. And then he was out of BSB range, so he'd be taking these checks on leadership five or six – hopefully, and maybe that'd be enough to kill him at the end of the game. At least it would pin him in place. It worked in one instance, did not work in the other. <laughs> the, I hit the plague drones into the flank of a beast of Nurgle unit, pinned that there for most of the game. Yeah. The second unit put four fiends into it, 
and they collapsed in two. T- it was fucking hilarious <laughs> how badly they got their ass beat. <laughs> and then I had to put a unit of flesh hounds into the flank of that beast unit, and they collapsed almost immediately again. And then that beast unit ended up coming in on the plague drone unit, which was flanking his beast unit. Yeah, <laughs> and he had the drones in there, and uh, this one, my leadership kind of bit me in the butt here. For these first two, the first turn and then a later turn, he rolled a double one for the reign of chaos. Yeah, on his turn. <laughs> Unfortunately, that affects everything with demonic instability. So his stuff, he was on leadership nine with a reroll, so he was fine. All my shit was leadership seven and eight at best on the Zinch stuff. So I took a lot of damage from both of those. Yeah, and then. In the middle with these two big beast blocks, or uh, Plague Bearer blocks, I put both units of beasts into one, which was the target unit where I get a bonus point. And I knew I, he wouldn't do many wounds, and I knew I could out-wound him in the long run with the stomp attacks being the big equalizer. don't have to roll to hit. Yeah. It's pretty sad, Nurgle on Nurgle. Because <laughs> everything's hitting on fives. It sucks so bad. <laughs> Ended up scooping the BSB, which was good. But that was the only other points I got during the game. Mm. And he ended up kind of just beating down these little units of mine where I, it was similar to the Vermin Lord and the A-Bomb experience. Or I'm kind of, well, you out. yeah, I can double down here, I guess, or try to try <laughs> to run away. And But I knew, if, you know, if I, if I wanted to try to win it all, I'd have to throw everything in there, try yeah. to take it down, get win by 500, get all the points, kill that big unit. Um, but that big plague bearer unit survived right to the end. He had three of those little bastards left. <laughs> if I had killed that unit, it would have been a draw in the end. Yeah. But he, as it was, he ended up winning by 531. Ooh. Sad to say. <laughs> and I got a couple of the bonus points. He got a couple of them. And that was it for me. All right. So you end up going what, three and two? Three and two. Yeah. 79 battle points. I ended up in 14th place i was actually tied for points with justin my last round opponent justin gomes he's he played that nurgle cap between his battle points and then my paint and extra whatever random points he could get we ended up with the same score so overall definitely pretty pleased with, with how the list turned out yeah i think there's some real potential there trying to i think i need to get a better handle on when to go in and when to just call it quits. I was like, fuck it. Let's throw another unit in. And it didn't. What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't seem like they added that much benefit yeah. to, to these fights which were stacked against me to begin with. But, yeah, definitely a good time. The winners. All right. So who fucking did it, buddy? Best overall was Larry DeTomasi, I believe. Mm. I don't have any idea how to pronounce that, but he's playing Bretonians. No shit. Yeah. So this was the guy that played my ogre player, I believe. Hmm. So best general goes to Dave Inman, my Skaven opponent from round two. He ended up kicking kicking butt. Best paint went to Ryan Smith. He had a Warriors Chaos Army. That's this a Texas con- guy? Yeah, I believe this is a Texas guy. Yeah, pretty and sure I met that pretty, dude. Played him. Pretty awesome army of didn't use any GW models that I saw, but use looked like it was a warrior's army, looked like the maybe confrontation models for the infantry. Yeah. Uh, they're in that kind of style. 
even if they weren't confrontation models. And then he had a ton of these huge dragon ogre-ish looking guys, which it looked like he wasn't using any of them as dragon ogres, actually, which was kind of hilarious. Um, like he had a big unit, four of them. It was kind of cool because they're all hanging over all the bases. And I really like the use a lot of different colors on them. Yeah. So it was really nice and colorful and pretty badass. So it definitely well-deserved win there. Player's Choice went to Mike Adkins' Empire. He had a cool White Wolf-themed Empire army. Yeah. So he had this... You know, some guys riding big-ass wolves for the Griffs. <laughs> uh, but he had a cool steam tank where it kind of had these panels on it, and there's these wolf designs all over these panels. Look like it was like made free-handed? from scratch. Oh. Yeah, kind of was like really, really badass looking. Sure. So it was a really dope army. Best sports went to Mike, Colonel Sanders. Oh, yeah, I played him before. He's Over a good guy. Kingdoms. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that was the Battle of the Balds, me versus that dude. <laughs> that's what that's what it was named. <laughs> uh, nice. Best Army, this is your composition and your paint score added together. Went to Jeff Swiss with High Elves. And then they had a Snake Eyes Award for the poorest performer, sad to say, and that was Randy Fisher with some dwarves. <laughs> dwarves. Yeah. So I didn't end up with any awards, but overall... It's a fucking great tournament experience for sure. Met a lot of great people, a lot of the Chupacabras, Zach, um, Leaf, Austin, Josh Stewart from Texas, Joe from Fresno, Josh Young were a lot of the people I was hanging out with. Tony Pacheco was there, Casey Clements once again. Uh, it was too many, too many to remember. <laughs> but definitely a good time. Afterwards... That same night, me and Kelly went to Chinatown. Oh, shit. Got some really mediocre Chinese food. <laughs> the classic American Chinese experience, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, hung around a day. Went to the, some very size Golden Gate Park. But, yeah, we flew out on Tuesday. Overall, the trip was very interesting because I was doing some painting Tuesday, Wednesday, and then vacation-y stuff, and then Warhammer stuff. So it was kind of a combo. It's real kind of cornucopia. Yeah. And I've been thinking about it. And I think if I were to do something similar, I probably would just prefer to have a Warhammer vacation with the bros or uh, just a regular vacation with the girlfriend. Yeah. Kind of felt like I couldn't, you know, when I was with Kelly, I was kind of thinking about the Warhammer stuff. <laughs> and then I was at the Warhammer stuff. You know, I'd, I'd have to keep checking in with Kelly and... Uh. Seeing what's up with her and <laughs> trying to make sure she's properly appeased and everything else. <laughs> Got to flick that bean, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I probably won't attempt that again, but I know quite a few few guys, um, like Dave Benarek, he always brings his wife with him. Yeah. He goes on Warhammer trips and stuff like that. Maybe in 10 years, when me and Kelly are pretty sick of each other, <laughs> maybe it'll be something that it works really well, but... At this point, yeah, we'd like to have gone out there with some bros, I think, mm. and bro it up. So <laughs> next time we're going somewhere, make sure we have some bros in tow. Yeah, I'll probably sign up for something again. <laughs> now I'm starting to get my shit together here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, big thanks to Mike, everybody else. Did you run into Conzi out there? Yeah, there was a Conzi out there. <laughs> Said hello to him. Yeah. Sunday morning, we ended up eating at the same restaurant. Uh, cool. Some delicious little place <laughs> down by the water there. Club Capri, 
the leadership two boys, chupacabras, everybody treated me right, <laughs> care of me. It was pretty fucking awesome. Sweet. Sounds like a fucking good time. Sad I missed it. Yeah. We'll get back out there again, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Cool, man. Let's fucking move on then. Okay, fucking getting close to the end here, buddy. <laughs> oh, no. So for shirts, I think I'm going to do another run of t-shirts. So if you want a fucking t-shirt, email in, tell me your size, sort out how you're going to send in the cash. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you can see what the shipping rates are on the webpage. They're 15 bucks. Shipping's 3 bucks to the States, 5 bones overseas. Might have been eight bones overseas. I think I got raped last time I fucking mailed anything anywhere. <laughs> but it's on the website. And then if you're interested, let me know. Get me your size, and I'll get you in on this run of T-shirts. And the main reason I'm doing this is because the Nerd Apprentice and Butcher are up my ass to get a fucking uh, Point Hammer okay. shirt. So let me know. Pointhammer to gmail.com. We also do have some stickers left. Out of dice. One of these days, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Check out the forum. There's been some activity lately on the Posts related to the episodes, the blog, you you magnificentbastards.com. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm going to have some links in the support section to my sculpting and painting posts. So if you feel like you can get something out of that, then check out the support section. Uh, just check out the support section in general. If you're interested in anything we talked about today, you can click through the support page and fucking Roger will get that giant beak wet. <laughs> <laughs> we get these beaks wetted. We're fucking happy. We keep doing this. Otherwise, we get bored, give up on life. <laughs> so help us out. And cheers to all the people that have helped us out because there's been quite a few things being purchased through there. So... It's pretty mm-hmm. fucking appreciated of you. Yeah, definitely. Bros and gals. Question of the fucking week. So this one pretty much comes from Bubbles, because Bubbles wrote in talking about how he really thinks I should do the music podcast. And I've had probably three or four other guys say the same thing to me in person at events. And I did start making playlists for this thing. I just ain't had the time to get around to it. So the question of the week is... Would you like me to put together the music podcast? Could probably plan on one episode, uh, maybe a month. Mm-hmm. Once I get this motorcycle done, I feel like I'm going to have a world of free time. So <laughs> maybe one every couple of weeks. But I do have the first like three or four episodes done. I just shoot for an hour's worth of songs and a little bit of talking from time to time. Good to go. So that's what you'd be looking at. Turns out, though, if you start putting your music into something like that, Mm-hmm. My goal would be not to repeat the same song for sure and not to repeat the same band too much. But when you're playing 20 songs an episode, you're going to fucking be repeating shit. So, uh-huh. so either way, that's the question of the week. Do you think you would appreciate a music podcast that I've spoken about in the past <laughs> and have put a lot of thought into? So All right. Yeah, give us a call. You can get me at uh, pointhammer to gmail.com. You can Facebook us. Voicemail, 601-TRY-HPBV. That's 601-879-4728. If you call in we use you, you will get a free entry into the Wapaka Vacation Contest. Which is fucking priceless. It is. Twitter, I'm at Point Hammered. Raj, 
I'm also on Twitter. <laughs> I guess you weren't expecting that. At hammered underscore Raj. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think that's that, buddy. What, yeah. what, what are you going to wrap this up with? Which, what song? Uh, this one is actually a self-titled track mm. from Thousand Year War. So it's called Thousand Year War. Okay. Sweet. Sweet. Suck my balls. <laughs> it's my base. <laughs>